Welcome to Behavior Babes Podcast, presented by me, Dr. Amanda Kelly. Hi, today we have Leanne with us. Hi, Leanne. Hi. Um, Before we begin, can you do an introduction uh, of yourself, and then uh, we'll go ahead and start today's podcast. Absolutely. My name is Leanne Page. I am a behavior analyst and a mom, and I combined those two roles um, and started a website called Parenting with ABA several years ago. So that's my passion is helping parents learn about ABA. So tell me, how did you first find ABA or how did ABA first find you? How did it come into your life? I was a special ed teacher. I actually got my master's degree in educational psychology and took behavior classes and ABA classes and never knew what a BCBA was. And then in my first job as a special ed teacher outside Austin, Texas, awesome district brought in a BCBA to work with the special ed teachers and I wanted to be her. So I became her. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's just that modeling, right? When we see somebody and we're like, how are you? How did you? I I want to learn how to do that. Um, yes, and I think you and I have a shared passion in the sense that once we have found behavior analysis or once it has found us, it's it's something that I want to do, I want to learn more about, and I want to tell everybody about. I'm like, how? why is it a secret? Um, it shouldn't yes. be a secret. Yeah, why um, don't more people know about this? Why did it take me so long, even after going through so much schooling, to find out about it? Yeah, you know, I feel really fortunate. I found ABA when I was 18, 19 years old or or what at the time I was introduced into thinking ABA was, and then just continue to learn more and more and more and more. Um, but what I'm seeing is, you know, again, we have a lot of focus in the, um, with the autism population, which is incredible. I've been involved a lot with the policy and the insurance and things like that. It's, it's been really wonderful for people coming to learn about behavior analysis. But it also sometimes kind of gets us stuck in a little kind of part of the corner, right, where people think, oh, ABA is for children with autism. Um, Yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit about how ABA is for all children? Um, Yeah, I think that's kind of um, a normal opinion for all of us in behavior analysis. This is great for kids with autism, and we're thrilled with where it's going, but now we need to reach more people. How do we reach everybody else, all these other kids, too? Um, When I became a mom with my oldest is four and a half, so she was a baby, I um, joined different moms groups, and I think everybody should do that and find support. And these women that I really looked up to as moms taught me so much, but then they would talk about disciplining their kids and how they punished their kids all the time. I mean, everything was, I took all their toys away. I took their privileges away. I spanked my kid, these sorts of things that I found shocking as a behavior analyst, and I had not experienced problem behavior. I had an infant um, as a mom and realized this great need for just, regular parents for any sorts of kids to have the same information that we have here in our ABA autism world needs to spread beyond that. All normal parents can use this. Anybody, any kind of kid needs some positive behavior supports and some strategies, and they don't know it. No one's taught it to them. So how do we do that? All right. Well, you asked the next question that I had. (laughs) How how do we do that? Um, Where do you begin? Um, I, that's a great question. I can tell you where I've begun and what I've tried to do is um, I started, I had a website already about behavior analysis and I switched it to being parenting with ABA specific to parents and so just writing, um, writing articles, writing blog posts for different media outlets, trying to get it beyond just our 
niche ABA world. Um, I wrote a book that's available on Amazon that is written for any parent, parent-friendly language, lots of examples of different kids, not so technical, not, you know, our Cooper textbook, but the regular old mom down the street language of what is positive reinforcement. Um, and then just trying to reach more parents. I speak at local moms groups and things like that that I think a lot of behavior analysts could do within our own community too. Speaking in local moms groups, fathers groups, dads groups, all of that kinds of stuff as well. Um, you talked about uh, something, a book that you published or that you have on Amazon. How, can you tell us more about about how that book came to be and who, you know, I, I imagine the target audience is for parents, but who um, kind of is that book for? Yeah, my book is called Parenting with Science. Um, and it's on Amazon. It's been out for a couple years. I actually just celebrated a milestone of over 2,000 copies sold. So that's super wow. exciting. Thank you. I think that most of my um, customers, honestly, are behavior analysts and people in our field who are then giving it away and sharing it and loaning it out from loaner libraries, you know, within their own office and that sort of thing. But the, the target audience is just parents. Um, any parent under the sun. It is not autism specific. It is not little kids specific. It is not um, adolescent specific. It's just here are 10 simple strategies, um, super quick read, and <laughs> chart at the end of each chapter that here's your key point, step one, step two, step three, go try it. Go try some positive stuff with your own family instead of punishing all the time. Why do you think that there's such a tendency towards punishment in the first place? I think it's that um, what we hear in schools a lot to do with teachers and with parents, that's the way we've always done it. That's the way we've always done it, so we keep doing it. That's the way um, a lot of us were parented. That's the way our parents were parented. And punishment does work in the short term. It has a lot of negative side effects, but if your kid is having problem behavior and you punish it, by definition, the behavior should decrease if you're really punishing. And so that is rewarding to the parent. It worked right then, but then down the line, you're going to continue to have problems. Your relationship's going to be hurt. You're not teaching them anything. You're not going to build up any desired behaviors that way. You talked about a couple of, like, quick tips or points. Um, if you're meeting a new parent or a parent who's kind of newly struggling with some ways to positively manage uh, situations with their child, what are, what's some advice or what are some things that you might offer to them? I think that with all parents and when I speak to parent groups or work one-on-one -on -one with them, we start with what do you want them to do instead? What are they not doing? And that's where in our parent brain, that's the lens that just isn't there. That's a behavior analyst lens. As a parent, you just want them to stop. Whatever they're doing is a problem. You just need to stop. And we don't always stop to think, well, what can they do instead? What is a replacement or alternative behavior? So First, we have to identify what can they do instead? What would be better in that situation for you as a parent, but for your kid? What's better to get their point across without being in trouble all the time and increasing your relationship? So what do you want them to do? Okay, how are we going to teach them to do that? And then how are we going to reinforce them when that happens? Do you find that parents um, or anybody that you've consulted with, um, that there's ever an initial pushback between, like, you know, the idea of reinforcement. Um, like, why should I have to incentivize my child to just behave? Um, do you ever encounter that kind of opinion? Every time. It's always said that's just bribery. That's something we've all heard, but I've heard it a lot working with parents is, you just want me to bribe my kid. You just want me to bribe my kid. I want them to have intrinsic motivation is kind of the buzzword that you hear. 
And my response to that is typically, well, how is there a way to teach motivation? Because honestly, I'm not intrinsically motivated to go eat broccoli instead of chips and salsa. How do I teach myself to make the healthy choices? How do I build that motivation and then explain to them that this is a temporary teaching procedure by using lots of positive reinforcement, and then we're going to fade it out and hope that that has become more intrinsic motivation that your child chooses to continue to engage in the desired behaviors without stickers and candy and rewarded all the time. I think that's a really wonderful way to frame it for people as well, you know, to talk about we want to teach motivation. There's this belief, you know, we teach science, math, reading, writing, but we don't often teach or I don't think we conceptualize teaching behavior in the same way, unless perhaps you're a behavior analyst. Um, (laughs) Then maybe we've come to that conclusion now that we should kind of approach the world in a behavior analytic lens. But the way that you just spoke about that was really fluid and fluent, and a parent would understand. But I was tacting for myself, like, oh, that's the transfer procedure. Oh, okay, well, you want to condition this through pairing. So there's a lot of behavioral procedures, even uh, in the way that you um, approach this, but you're not necessarily describing it that way to your audience. How do you, how do you balance and manage uh, being technically precise and accurate, but also being understood? <laughs> so with any of the teaching that I do, I have um, a course available online and with even in my book, I always give the technical definition. And I say, if you're going to learn this, learn it, but then I promise to explain it and give lots of examples. So pairing, yeah, I teach pairing everywhere, for example. Here's what pairing is. It's when we combine the two stimuli and then the reinforcing properties transfer, and I give the whole behavior analytics side. And when I'm speaking live to people, you know, they kind of gloss over a little, and they're like, oh, good Lord. And then I go in, okay, here's what that means. Let's give some practical examples. My child, when she was younger, hated getting her nails clipped but loved being outside in her swing. So I'd strap her in the swing and clip her nails every time. And so eventually I could do it inside in the bathroom because the reinforcing properties of being outside in the swing had transferred over to the undesired activity of getting her nails trimmed. And then it starts to make sense. Oh, let me give you practical examples of what that means because giving the technical side, most parents don't care. (laughs) They don't care. But because I am a behavior analyst and like you said, how do I hold true to that science? I can't skip over that and not tell them the words for what that is and the technical definition. And um, in everything I do, also you're going to find some references. Do I think anyone reads them? Probably not. (laughs) I don't think anyone cares about my citations, but I'm going to keep putting them there. I think it's really important to do that. You know, when I started Behavior Babe, (laughs) it wasn't that at first. It was just, again, a different site that I later rebranded. But the, when I was doing that, the idea is, you know, don't just take my word for it, right? Like, I've compiled a lot of information for you, or I'm trying to translate it and then disseminate it, um, but it's not all my thoughts, right? I didn't invent the science. Um, maybe it would have been really cool if I had, but then we would have been really delayed in its implementation <laughs> because, you know, it's been around longer than I have been. Um, yeah. But <laughs> speaking of the science and um, precision with terms and our field of behavior analysis. Um, How do you stay current in all matters related to uh, ABA? So I imagine you're probably also staying current on lots of things related to parenting, Um, but what do you find appealing to the parent behavior analyst in you? 
I think right now I'm more on the behavior analyst side and not the parent side, so I don't have a great answer to that. I'm more interested in learning more about disseminating our science um, and that sort of thing than necessarily the parenting side. I'm I'm definitely doing a better job at reading my journals and listening to podcasts um, all about behavior analysis more than about parenting these days. And I need to be more current on what's going on in the mainstream parenting world because that's a lot of the noise that's not scientific that I need to be able to respond to and say, well, that's nice and all, but where's the proof? Where's the science? So when you talk about reading journals and staying current in ABA, I guess in a way that was kind of my question was like, I imagine you're still in those parenting groups and doing things like that and maybe more than uh, you would like to do a little bit more of that and and moving forward. Um, But what kinds of topics are interesting to you right now? So you mentioned dissemination. Um, Anything else or any particular um, authors? I really don't have anything specifically. I've been listening to a lot of the Behavior Babe podcast, obviously. But also I really like Pat Fryman and listening to the podcast he's done with um, behavior observation and anything that he's written. That goes with the dissemination and the speaking and all of that stuff. So that's what I've been listening to and reading about most lately. Yeah, MassaCourt has done a great job of bringing us into everyone's um, kind of uh, brains, if you will, and um, exposing a lot of listeners to, to Pat Fryman. He came out to Hawaii um, and was a keynote for us last year. And the way that he can captivate a room is incredible, right? So Mm -hmm. when we talk about behavior analysts who can model (laughs) and people that we want to imitate, yeah, I think for anyone who's interested in dissemination, I would say that Pat Fryman is a leader in that area because of how he approaches the conversation of our science. And I think he really makes it a conversation. So, um, Good man to be uh, emulating or trying yes. to. <laughs> Definitely very inspiring right now. As you know, I'm not alone in this. We got to save the world with behavior analysis mindset that so many people, you know, in our field are growing. And how do we do that? How do we get people to listen to us? Well, let's follow his lead. He's he's doing it. So that's who we should definitely be modeling after. Since you started your original website and then transferred it over to being parenting specific, and then as you've continued on in your career as a behavior analyst, how would you say that you've evolved in this role, or or how have you seen growth um, in what you do? I have grown the online um, business. We it wasn't even a business to begin with. I have put together. Um, through learning about online marketing, which has nothing to do with ABA, but um, taking courses in um, online marketing, course development, uh, e-learning systems, things like this that are totally not behavior analytic, but how do we leverage what we have now and make it um, profitable so I can keep doing it and get out there to different audiences. So I've spent a lot of time reading different books about entrepreneurship and digital marketing and things like this that are totally foreign to me, um, but that are helping. We're definitely growing the audience, I would say, tenfold since a year ago. My email list has grown by 10x since um, this time last year. So it's working. We're, we're getting out there <laughs> by little. That's fantastic. Um, so what advice would you have for someone who wanted to follow in your footsteps or go down this path? 
Um, I do definitely recommend connecting with other people who are interested. So uh, reach out to me if you're interested in parenting. If you're not interested in parenting, if you're interested in more of advocacy, reach out to you. Um, you know, find people who are already starting that path and get a little help because there's so much to learn. And I'm happy to share what little bit I've learned and to find those different avenues. There's so many leaders in our field in different areas. And so ask them for help and let's all work together. I couldn't think of better advice. We definitely want to ask everyone for help and partner and work together. Um, and you've been a great model of that for everyone here. So I want to thank you for joining us today um, on the podcast. And for anyone who wants to find more about you, they can find your book on, online. But what is your website or how do they access you on Facebook or other social media? Um, my company is called Parenting with ABA. So the website is parentingwithaba.org. You can find Parenting with ABA on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time today. And for anyone else who's interested in learning more about applied behavior analysis, you can visit www.behaviorbabe.com.